it's Thursday, and you know what that means. It's time for some therapy. Mock drafts on Thursday nights. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Wyslicker. Follow me on all social media at Wyslicker. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, champ, earn your chip. Thanks for joining me again on another Thursday night where... We call it Therapeutic Thursdays because this is therapy to me. I'm addicted to fantasy football. I love drafting, and we do mock drafts each and every Thursday night leading up to the season to prepare ourselves to make the best of our draft. You don't win your fantasy football league in a draft, not in redraft leagues, but you can most certainly lose your draft. Lose your league in the draft. You can most certainly lose your league in the draft. If you are not prepared, you can make careless mistakes. Now, in redraft, because you have the waiver wires, uh, most of the leagues that you participate in in redraft format, uh, you have seven bench spots. Uh, You typically have one QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex spot, a tight end, kicker, and a defense. So you have that opportunity to find some diamonds in the rough on the waiver wire and you hit that up. But in deeper leagues where you're starting more than just the, you know, the two wide receivers, the two running backs, the tight end and a flex, you know, some leagues they have you, you're starting two running backs, three wide receivers, a flex spot, a tight end, you know, some get the super flex going where they have a super flex spot along with the regular flex, you know. So sometimes you have to adjust your draft strategy depending on what positions are going to be in your league. You know, nowadays in the best ball stratosphere, uh, because they're starting three wide receivers, a lot of people are going really wide receiver heavy this year. Um, And they're stating because – Of course, the volatility of the running back market is what they're saying here because running backs are getting injured, but they're not really getting injured at a high clip. Um, They're getting injured roughly around the same amount as wide receivers. Um, But again, people think that wide receivers are safer this year. All the experts and everything are changing up their strategy. They're taking wide receivers early. We're seeing wide receivers go early in the first round. More wide receivers are going in the first round this year than they've have in in numerous years past. But a lot of people are still going with the RB strategy where getting those RBs early and trying to make sure they secure some workhorses or guys that they perceive to be workhorses that are going to get a lot of volume. Again, here we look for not only guys that are going to get some passing opportunities, some receiving opportunity in the passing game, we also look for guys that are going to get goal line touches, red zone touches, where they have that opportunity to score touchdowns. So we're looking for that as well. Um, as, and when we talk about our running backs, again, we're looking for guys of a high clip where they do well on all three fronts where they see – Six in a box, so light fronts, we look for them to have an average of over four and a half yards on light fronts. Um, If we can get four 
and a quarter yards against base fronts, which is seven in the box. And then if we could still be getting over four, close to four yards per carry against eight-man fronts, we like those running backs because we know that they're being productive between the tackles as well. But today we're going to do our mock draft here in uh, we're going to do the mock draft in sleeper. Uh, so with the settings that I just told you guys about, we're going to do a mock draft here in sleeper. Um, we are going to do a 12-team mock draft. We're going to do these 16 rounds. The roster setup is going to be one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex spot, a kicker, a defense, and seven bench spots. Um, that is the the norm that I believe that most uh, – most of these are going to go so we're going to go ahead and start this draft and we're doing it on sleeper again like I said and um, we're picking out of the number three spot here so of course Justin Jefferson Christian McCaffrey I think this is my first time doing on sleeper this this year um, as far as the mock draft is concerned I've done on Yahoo ESPN we've done on uh, we we did a best ball draft on underdog so We'll see what the ADP looks like here. And as I told you guys before, when you're mock drafting, man, you want to mock draft on the actual site that you're going to be doing your draft on. And you want to do at least five mock drafts so you can get the feel of where the ADP is and how you can find some value and things like that. And again, like I said, this year they're pushing the narrative here that, you know, Wide receivers are going in the first round. Even Travis Kelsey is going mid-first round this year. Um, and, again, the trope is age matters until it doesn't. Like Travis Kelsey is going on 34 years old. People are still drafting him because he's not showing any any slowdown. But then you'll have people like uh, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, uh DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, especially now that, you know, he's not signed with a team, but they're like, oh, he's 30 years old. You know, you don't know if, how much longer he has left in him. But here we got Travis Kelsey. People are drafting him in the first round and not even caring that he's going on 34. They're not looking at the drop off on him, but they're, you know, looking at a drop off on DeAndre Hopkins when this guy was still on pace to get over a thousand yards. So, he believes that he still got it. I believe that he still got it. But back to this draft here. Going first overall is Justin Jefferson. Number two was Christian McCaffrey. Now, you never. most people say you don't go into the draft thinking about a specific strategy that you're going to do. Like, I believe in one mock draft that I did for you guys, I said I'm not going to pick an, uh, a running back into the fourth round and we'll see what happens. But the, a lot of the experts, a lot of people are going to say, don't do that, be fluid. Um, but I believe that 
you know, if you're picking, especially if you're picking in places where you're going to be near a turn, so, you know, picks one, two, and three, you should have something mapped out for yourself on what you really want to do here because it's going to be a long time before it comes back around to you. Same thing if you're in the 10, 11, 12 spot. You really need to have a strategy going into the draft if you, you know, get one of those six picks. Like if you're in a 12-teamer, you're doing the, the – the 101, the 102, and the 103, because you're at the turn and there's so many picks that's going to be in between you picking again, you need to have a, str a strategic plan here in place for yourself with your drafts. Same thing if you're drafting at the 110, the 111, and the 112. Because you have so many picks that are going to be in between where you go again, so especially if you're at the 101 or the 112 you're you're drafting two consecutive positions like boom boom you you need to know going into the draft hey I'm going to draft you know if I'm going to draft Justin Jefferson here am I going to go another quarterback um, excuse me am I going to go another wide receiver at the uh at the 212 and then get a running back at the at the 301 what am I going to do here? You need to know these things prior to the draft. Like, you need to know. Yes, you're trying to let the ball, the board fall to you, but you have to be decisive in what you're actually doing. So you're going you're gonna to look ahead more than the people in the middle, picking in the middle. Say they're picking at the 106 or the 107. You want to put your positional things in place before you even get there you don't want to just let the board fall to you because say for instance you're looking ahead and you're like man when it, later on down the road I'm 20 24 picks away damn you know I'm 20 picks away damn like uh man I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get a running back at this particular point so I gotta take one now so yes I understand people saying let the board fall to you but in certain instances, you do want to go into that draft saying, yo, if I'm at the 101, I'm doing wide receiver because I'm getting Justin Jefferson, or I'm going to do Christian McCaffrey. I'm going with a running back. So with my next two picks, I'm probably going to go maybe wide receiver or running back because running back is probably going to be scarce by the time I come back around to my 412. You, you need to know those things going in. You don't want to just wait until you get to that particular pick that didn't say I'm just going to take the best player available. I think people do the best, the best player available type thing when they know that the trade market of their leagues is pretty good. I play in, a, in, in one league that it's a redraft league and people are very active as far as getting on the waiver wire, you know, doing their start-sit decisions, making their, their their roster changes with their lineups week to week, but they will not trade a single player. Like, nobody in that league trades. They don't want to trade in a redraft league. They believe that they've done their best as far as their draft, and if, if they need to, they'll just pick people up off the waiver wire. So taking the best, avail the best available 
it's not always a sound strategy if you know that your league is not a trading league. Like people aren't going to trade if things break down for them. They're just going to keep trucking with the lineup that they have. So sometimes you don't want to do that strategy either. And like I said, I understand where people come from when they say don't take a specific strategy moving into this. But we're at the 103 here. And what we want to do here is we are actually going to take a wide receiver here. Um, I don't normally take wide receivers in the first round. That's not what I've normally done in my entire fantasy career. But this year, it's a little bit different. Running backs are starting to, again, sometimes you want to zig when other people are zagging. But running backs now aren't the focal point. So you're able to get them a little bit later here and 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 say get still get you a good one in round three so what we're gonna do here uh we got jamar chase and cooper cup are two that we believe they're going to be that are available here and these are two that we believe are going to get a extreme volume and i'm gonna go with cooper cup here i believe that him and matthew stafford still have that connection we believe if we believe that the offense of the rams is going to have to keep them in games because the defense is so bad, then we believe that they're going to be uh, throwing the ball a lot and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup have that connection. Jamar Chase goes next in Austin Eckler. And like I said, Travis Kelsey is going in the mid-round here in the middle of the round. He goes at the 106. Then we had Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and then we got that quick run, quick succession of running backs here with B. John Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, and then finishing off the first round, we go C.D. Lamb. Starting off the second round, uh, Patrick Mahomes goes off the board, then A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry goes, Garrett Wilson, then we have Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, uh, Amra St. Brown, Josh Jacobs, and then Jalen Hurts. Here at this particular point here, again, we we can secure a a quarterback here with the second with our second pick at the two ten, or we can go with a wide receiver or a running back here. The running backs that are available at this particular point here, we got uh, Tony Pollard, and I'm going by the ADP here of uh, of sleeper. So we got Tony Pollard is available here. Brees Hall and Ramondre Stevenson um, are the guys available. The wide receiver that's available here is Jalen Waddle. So Jalen Waddle is available here. Um, and then you have at the quarterback position, we got Josh Allen. Now this year, well, last year, last season, there were four quarterbacks that finished with over 20 fantasy points a game or 20 fantasy points a week, and then you saw a drop-off. If we believe that it's going to happen again like that this year, we're wanting to secure a a quarterback pretty early, which you could go Josh Allen here. But one of those quarterbacks that finished with those fantasy points per game was uh, I believe it was Justin Fields. He's going a lot later than 
these other quarterbacks here, man. He's going a lot later than these quarterbacks. He finished as the number seven uh, overall quarterback, but his points per week was pretty damn good. He was solidified out there. Um, so we could we could pass on getting Josh Allen at this particular point and potentially get a Justin Fields or a Lamar Jackson a little bit later. So we're going to go ahead and pass on that, and we're going to go ahead and secure us another top flight wide receiver, we believe, and we're going to go ahead and get Jalen Waddle here. And then Mark Andrews goes off the board, Brees Hall, then Josh Allen, then Devontae Smith. And now, because we knew that we could come back and get a pretty decent running back, we're going to go ahead and take that at this particular point. And what we're going to do here um, is between Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson. Brees Hall has already gone off the board, but it's between Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, and Najee Harris. Now, when you look at both Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson, both had a pretty decent receiving profile last year. Ramondre Stevenson, I did an episode on him, and I'm thinking that the reason why he had a pretty decent receiving profile last year is because they had a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays. And you know defensive coordinator guys, man, they think, I believe they think old school type thinking when it comes to offense. They think run the ball and then, you know, call plays where our quarterback's not going to get in trouble. He could check down to the running back. So I believe that Ramondre Stevenson's success was a lot to do with scheme not being very good in New England. Yes, they have other backs there. They're talking about Pierre Strong coming on. Uh, you know, Ty Montgomery is still on the team who we believe they wanted to be the receiving back last year, but he got injured. And then you have Tony Pollard, who he showed a pretty good receiving profile, but there even talks about bringing Zeke back into the fold, maybe. Um, so both of these guys have some question marks here. Um, but we are going to go with the guy who we believe has the least competition in his backfield. Um, and they're not talking about bringing in another back for him. And that's going to be Ramondre Stevenson. So we're going to go with him here, uh, which that gives us now Cooper Cup, Jay Nawato, and Ramondre Stevenson here. Um, Najee Harris goes off the board next. Then T. Higgins, Tony Pollard, Chris Olave, Lamar Jackson, who we thought we could get probably in the fourth round. But based on what the ADP was looking like here, we were thinking that maybe we can get him in the fourth round. But we knew that we could potentially get Justin Fields, and that's what we're going to do here. But uh, like I said, the, another string of running backs went off the board again. These players, the, the, the ADP, the way it's going here, On this platform, they are picking running backs early. And that's something that we didn't really account for. And again, it's because we haven't been drafting on this particular site as of yet. So, well, we, well, we know this now. And our next pick, we're going to do this. But here at the 410, because we have Justin Fields available, he was one of the quarterbacks that we were going to be targeting. We wanted to either get... Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, uh, Lamar Jackson, or we wanted to get Justin Fields. We're able to get one of those five quarterbacks here, so we're going to go ahead and pick him here. 
And then on the turn, coming back around, we're going to go ahead and pick another running back, being that these running backs are going off the board very quickly. And this is, again, like I said to you before, no, we didn't go into this draft saying, y'all want to go two wide receivers, then a running back, then a quarterback. But we had in our mind that within our first five rounds, we wanted to be even. So we wanted to have two wide receivers, two running backs, and then we wanted to have a uh, either a top-flight quarterback or a high-end tight end. But, again, the high-end tight end that we're talking about is we're talking about uh, – Travis Kelsey, or maybe even Mark Andrews. And, yes, we did pass up on Mark Andrews in that second round because we thought that maybe we could get him on the comeback at the 303, but he was taking the next pick behind us. So that's why we went Waddle. But, again, you're you're being fluid as you can be, but you're not overexerting yourself here. Now – we have a long time before we're back on the clock again, picking here at the 503. Now, with the running backs that you have available, you have Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders, you got Dalvin Cook available, you got Cam Akers. We're going to pick a guy who we believe is going to be the workhorse guy. And that has minimal competition in his backfield as of right now. And that's going to be Cam Akers. It's going to be a little bit of a reach for him because he's about four or five picks down from who's available at running back now. They're saying that the highest running back right now is Damian Pierce. Then they have Miles Sanders, uh, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook, and then Cam Akers. But we're going to go Cam Akers here. And then when we come back around, we're probably going to – we may even go another running back depending here on where we're at. Um, Kyle Pitts is gone. We didn't think that that would happen so quickly here as well. And, again, the ADP that we're looking at, we're looking forward. You know, it's a little bit different here. That was something where we thought maybe we could get a Kyle Pitts here coming back around. Um, but we can also at this particular point – we have Darren Waller available. I know he is a guy that we've told you to avoid. Um, but he's going after the guys who we who we thought would be a little bit better than him. He's going after Kyle Pitts, after TJ Hawkinson, after Dallas Goddard. So we feel like it's okay for us to go ahead and pick him here um, at this particular pick, uh, get our tight end out of the way. And then when we come back around, we'll go ahead and pick our next running back, who at this particular point, we believe that with the news that came out, um, I thought maybe he would not be here, he would go, but Alvin Kamara is available for us here in the seventh round at the third pick, and we believe that this is a massive steal here for us. Uh, we could have went Deontay Johnson as another wide receiver, but I think the wide receiver position is still a bit uh, – we still could find some good value here at the wide receiver position. Uh, I thought maybe that we'd be able to get Michael Thomas, uh, but they did have a, a huge string of wide receivers go after the Alvin Kamara pick. Um, we've discussed in previous drafts, in previous mock drafts, hey – 
don't take the fourth or fifth guy um, in succession. If four running backs go, if three running backs go off the board, you don't want to take that fourth one because it's not going to be as much value for you. So we started that string with Alvin Kamara. Then the next player picked uh, Rashai White. Then the next player picked David Montgomery. And then the next person, instead of them going to a different position, they pick Isaiah Pacheco, which, again, if you look at who was picked after Isaiah Pacheco, I think that they would have gotten better value if they picked one of these wide receivers because the wide receivers that went off were Jahan Dyson, George Pickens, Jordan Addison. And then, but this per, these next two people kind of broke the trope here because Jahan Dyson, George Pickens, and Jordan Addison went. Those were the three. And then the next person got Mike Evans, but the person who picked fifth wide receiver, this guy got Deontay Johnson, which is one of our guys who we say is a steal where he's going, uh, which he got him at the 7-Eleven. Uh, then... The next set of wide receivers that went off the board was Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Brandon Cooks, Traylon Burks, and Michael Thomas. And at that particular point, when we picked Alvin Kamara, we was looking at this like, man, there's going to be a lot of wide receivers, but they ripped off so many wide receivers that now we don't have that value at wide receiver. The, the, the best wide receivers available right now is Gabe Davis, Zay Flowers, um, Rashad Bateman. Now, we could potentially still get a guy who we believe is pretty good, um, which we're going to do here. We're going we're gonna to pick a wide receiver that we believe is going to be pretty good in Elijah Moore, and then we're going to come back around, and if Jamison Williams is available to us, we'll go ahead and pick him. So we're going to pick Elijah Moore here at the 8-10. Brian Robinson goes off the board. Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon, and Rashad Penny all go off the board. Again, the running backs are being picked heavy in this particular point, and we don't have a third one as of yet. We, excuse me, we don't have a fourth one as of yet. We got our third one, um, but we believe that we still want to go ahead and take this, take this shot here. Do we want to take the shot on? Uh, we're going to go ahead and take the shot on Jamison Williams. We're going to take the shot on Jamison Williams here. I know he's going to miss six games, um, but we think we're fully solidified here at our wide receiver position. We could take the shot on him. Uh, running backs again and going off the board again. At this particular point, we'll be looking at trying to get our fourth running back and Right now we have Damian Harris available, which I think is the best available at this particular point. You got Damian Harris, you got uh, Jarek McKinnon, who, yes, he profiles as the the pass catcher that we want, but we've got our pass catching backs here. Uh, we believe in Ramondre Stevenson. We believe Cam Akers is going to get a few uh, passes thrown his way as well. And we got Alvin Kamara, who we don't believe is going to miss the entirety of the season, being that... His felony charges were dropped. So we're going to pick a guy who we believe is going to get those goal line carries. 
when they get there. I understand people say that, you know, those running quarterbacks, they snipe uh, carries away from these guys. But I believe Damian Harris was brought here for that particular reason. Uh, he was brought to Buffalo for that particular reason, and we're going to go ahead and take him. And then coming back around uh, with the wide receiver position getting kind of scarce here, uh, we're going to pick up somebody who we believe that people are thinking he's dead in the water and they're not really talking about him. But him and Justin Fields had a pretty good connection uh over the past couple of years that Justin Fields has been there. And that's, we're talking Darnell Mooney. So we're going to go ahead and pick him in the 11th round here. You know, we typically, uh, once we get our our big time uh, tight end, our big time quarterback, we don't really go in it again after those guys. So I don't look to put another tight end on my roster. Uh, we can stream that position. I don't look to put another quarterback on my roster. We can stream that position as well. So I just go after the the players that I think are going to give me some upside here at the wide receiver position and at the, the running back position. So here in the 12th round, you know, we've got uh, – Three more slots available. We got our 12th round pick, our 13th round pick, and our 14th round pick to just get us some guys who we believe may have some upside and and can give us some some type of play here. And we're going to go with wide receiver Romeo Dobbs of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we're going to take him. And then when we come back around, we'll look at the court, the running back position again. And at the running back position, we're going to take uh, Roshan Johnson, who was picked uh, for the um, Chicago Bears. I was I was blanking for a minute there on where he was. Uh, then when we come back around to our 14th round pick, which is going to be our last positional uh, pick before we pick the kicker and the defense, which I don't give a fuck about, the kicker and the defense, um, we take at this particular point, that's where we take the best, the best, uh, skill position player available, uh, outside of tight end. So we have, uh, Jerome Ford, who we believe is going to get some, some work here. Um, and then at the wide receiver position, we've got Van Jefferson, we've got Hunter Renfro available, but we're not going to go with Van Jefferson. We've got enough of the... Rams offense. We've got two players from the Rams offense. We don't want to oversaturate ourselves on on those guys from that offense. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna go with another um running back here and we're gonna go with Jerome Ford. We think maybe he's gonna get some of that work that was vacated by Kareem Hunt. And then finally for our defense. They dropped to us. Can't believe it. We're going to go with the Miami Dolphins uh, defense. We believe that they're going to have one of the better offense, excuse me, better defenses in the league this year. So we'll go with the defense. And then at the kicker position, we will come back around. It'll be the 16-10, which is one of the last picks in the draft. 
and we will go ahead and we will take uh, Matt Gay, who had a tremendous year last year with the Rams, but they were not able to re-sign him, and he's now going to be the kicker for the Indianapolis Colts. We think he's still a great kicker, and I think that was a good pick there for us as our last pick. So when we're looking at the roster that we put together, man, we got Justin Fields, Ramondre Stevenson, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, Darren Waller, Alvin Kamara, Matt Gay in the Miami Dolphins defense. On our bench, we have Elijah Moore, Jamison Williams, Damian Harris, Darnell Mooney, Romeo Dobbs, Roshan Johnson, and Jerome Ford. I think we have a very solid starting lineup here um, with our starting lineup that we were able to accumulate. And then with our bench, we just picked some upside guys who we think maybe they can uh, do us justice here. Now, this was not one of my better drafts in my opinion, but we did what we could as far as not knowing the actual ADP and how things were going to shake out here. Um, the running back position went very, very heavy uh, with the AI here on Sleeper. Uh, team 10, they went in with a plan. They, they picked three running backs in a row. Um, and then they actually had four running backs in the first six rounds because they picked Dalvin Cook as well. So they went four running backs. They went robust on the RB strategy there. But they also did something where they punted the position of tight end. They didn't go for a tight end until round 13. Uh, they didn't go for a quarterback until round 11. So they really did a pretty decent job with the team that they put together. With their wide receivers, they went Debo Samuel, Jared Judy, these are guys that we weren't going to go with, that we said to avoid. But then they went with Mike Evans, Traylon Burks, Corlin Sutton, uh, Zay Flowers. I'm not a fan of going two wide receivers from the same team. Um, two running backs from the same team is okay if you're going to get those handcuffs, if you believe in that type of thing. But I, don't believe, I definitely don't believe in taking two wide receivers from the same team. That's why we did not go with the – Van Jefferson when we had the opportunity to get him because we had Cooper Cup already. You know, uh we could have gone, we could have we could have punted uh you know trying to get Justin Fields and we could have went later on and got Matthew Stafford way late in the draft, but we didn't want to do that in this instance. But like I said, man, once you guys draft your teams and do your mock drafts, man, look back and see where you could have pivoted and did something different and maybe even gotten some, some better value there uh, for your next time. And just know, just understand and chart where the ADP is going. Trust me, Alvin Kamara is not going to be a seventh-round pick um, in the weeks to come. His ADP is going to move 
very, very much so. And that's going to kill the ADP of maybe Quandre Miller and uh, Jamal Williams. So, right now, Kendra Miller went in the 11th round and Jamal Williams went in the 9th round. I can see Jamal Williams' stock staying roughly where it is because we've seen in the Saints offense they like to run uh, a running back between the tackles to preserve Alvin Kamara and let him do things on the outside, let him get catches and in space um, so that he can make, make guys miss. But Kendra Miller, he's probably not going to be drafted anymore after this. I think he's going to drop off dramatically. Uh, right now he's going to the 11th. Over the coming weeks, you'll see him start to slowly drop until he might not be even drafted at all. So look out for things like that. Um, you know, and I also think <clears throat> that we could probably see uh, Derek Carr start to move up. Um, right now he's being picked in the 14th round after uh, or right before Matthew Stafford. He's being picked after Kyler Murray. I'm, I'm thinking he'll probably move up, getting another weapon in there. I know people say that Derek Carr is not a good quarterback, but this guy can support fantasy options and multiple fantasy options. And he's got a pretty good offense looking like brewing there for him with Michael Thomas, with Chris Olave, and with Alvin Kamara. He's going to have some weapons to play with and and maybe precise maybe it is precise to say that this is going to be the the best collection of offensive weapons that he's had in his entire career. I know last season he did have Devontae Adams, but he had, you know, Hunter Renfro was injured. Uh, Darren Waller was injured, you know, so he really didn't have too much going on. But this time he's going to have a lot going on here. And um, so with the draft there, man, again, do at least five mock drafts. We do Therapeutic Thursdays every Thursday night, man. I thank you for being with me. Again, be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, champ, earn your chip. We'll see you guys on Saturday with the news or noise report. Thank you.